Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 169 of the Love Life Connection podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really excited to be back in your earbuds again this week, and I'm just so excited for this week's episode. Before we get there, I have a quick request. If you've been listening to the show and it's helped you in some big or small way, I would be so grateful if you took a moment to leave me a quick rating or review in iTunes or really wherever you listen to this podcast. It really helps me me to grow the show. And I love reading your reviews. So I know what you like, so I can keep doing more of what you like, so I can make this show even better for you. So again, just a quick rating or review, and I would be so, so incredibly grateful for helping me to grow the show. The other big thing that I have coming up is I am teaching a brand new, totally free workshop next week, and it's called The Four Mistakes Most Women Make When Looking for Love and How to Avoid Them. And I really created this workshop because I get a lot of DMs and emails and questions, which I love. I'm please keep them coming. I love, um, you know, having conversations and getting to know you, especially in my DMs on Instagram. So please keep them coming. However, a lot of the questions are around, you know, this is my situation, or this is what happened. Why is this happening? Or why can't I attract someone like X? Or um, what do you think I should do with this person or about this text or whatever it is? And the thing is, is that it's really hard to answer that question in a one off because I don't know you. I don't know what your inner child deal is. I don't know your past relationship experiences. And also when you're just looking at one specific question like that, you're really not looking at the big picture and nothing happens by accident. Nothing really happens by, you know, I I don't really think blindsided is a thing. I know that might feel a little controversial to say, but I really do believe that human behavior is 100% predictable. And a lot of times the situations that we end up in, if they feel like we've been blindsided, it's because we are either not aware or choose not to be aware of other things that are going on. And so when you're asking yourself those questions, you, you, you automatically almost have some level of horse blinders on and aren't looking at the bigger picture and are looking at a microcosm of what's going on. And so I really love the question of, you know, this is a question that I 
always wanted to know from other people that had succeeded or achieved something that I wanted to achieve or succeed in is, well, what do you wish you had known when you had started? Or what are some of the mistakes that you make or you made? Because if I know the answers to those questions, then it doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect doesn't mean that I'm just going to like have a straight shot to success or freedom or whatever it is that I'm seeking. But I am going to be able to take what they learned what mistakes they made and apply it to my own life so that hopefully maybe I can get there faster and maybe with a little less pain. And so can you just feel the difference in the energy between why can't I meet anyone or why I'm not attracting anyone great or what should I do about this situation or whatever it is versus, well, what are some of the mistakes that you see a lot of women make when it comes to relationships? Can you see how asking yourself that question is just a different energy? And I'm going to answer it in a very different way, but it's still very applicable and very helpful for your love life. So that's why I created this workshop and I hope you'll join me. It's totally free. So you can sign up over at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And like always, you know, you guys know my stuff, but I will be diving into the the real things, right? The inner work that's actually going to make the biggest difference in your love life. And it's not going to be like gimmicky, like, oh, send this text or put this in your profile or say this, and then he's just going to want to marry you or none of that bullshit. It's going to be real stuff um, that is practical and very doable and tangible, but it is the deeper work that will fundamentally shift who you attract and how you show up in dating and relationships and all that kind of good stuff. So again, veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop to sign up. And if you just go to the show notes page, wherever you're listening to this on your podcast player, um, there will be a link there and that hopefully should be hyperlinked. You could just click that um, as well to, to sign up for free. And there's two dates next week, two time options, and you can pick your time options. We're meeting on first Wednesday and then Thursday. And if you can't make either one of those times, not to worry, I still recommend you sign up. Because to those who sign up and aren't able to make it live, but I do recommend coming live because I'm giving away some stuff. Um, But if you can't make it live, then you'll at least get the recording. But the only way to get the recording is by signing up for the workshop. Okay, on to my coaching conversation with Jenny today. So this is one of I mean, I probably say this a lot, but it really is a question that I get a lot, especially with my clients. You know, when you logically want something, right? Like, you know, you want a relationship or a partner or marriage or whatever you're calling it, right? You know, you want that. But what you seem to be attracting is just not even close. It's just not someone who you're really interested in, or maybe they're just really not committal or unavailable in some way. If you can relate to that, then you're definitely going to be uh, be able to relate to what my caller Jenny is dealing with. Now, here's the thing. She's actually done a lot of work. We work together. She's in the Love Action Tribe. And so she's done some of the core pieces, especially around the inner child work. She has a lot of awareness, but she keeps attracting men that she knows she has no future with. And so the question is, you know, what's going on? There's still some sort of blind spot. And I think this is a really powerful time to work with the coach because if you've done a lot of work on your own, whether you've read books or maybe you've done some programs more passively and you know, you have seen some improvement, but you're not really exactly where you want to be, or you're not exactly totally happy with your results, then this is where a coach can be really helpful because 
they can help you to see a blind spot. And in my conversation with Jenny today, we saw a huge blind spot that, I mean, you just noticed when I said it, she was just like, oh yeah, like, <laughs> like, oh, I hit, I hit it, right? So that's what it was. And, you know, we talk about some inner child work and there definitely is some inner child work. Obviously, I'm a big fan of that. I never think that work ever goes away. We're never really quite done with it. Um, however, um, it's not the only thing that needs to be done because you're living in present time, right? And you need to do things in present time in order to shift what's presently going on for you. So we're going to talk about that in our call today. And we're going to talk a little bit about manifesting and what that means and how it works. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit more after the call. So make sure you listen to um, listen to that because, you know, I am woo, you know, I draw cards and I light sage sometimes and light candles and meditate and all that kind of stuff. But I'm also very practical and grounded. And I want to make sure that if I'm doing something quote unquote woo, I want to know that there's a very practical purpose. Now, you may not be that type, but for me, that's just really important. So after the call, when I recap our my conversation with Jenny, just so you can you know, get some practical strategies um, gleaned from our conversation. I'm also going to talk a little bit about how manifesting is actually super practical and how it literally, you know, how you feel in your energy literally makes a huge, huge practical difference, tangible difference in who you're attracting in your dating experience. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in the um, recap after the call. So make sure you stick around and listen for that. But without any further ado, let's get to my conversation with Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to the show. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited that you're here and I can't wait to support you. So how can I help you today? <clears throat> well, I'm really curious um, when you talk about um, you know, like attracting on a, you know, on a soul level, how you attract, you know, other people into your life. And, um, and you've talked about like how your, you know, subconscious is, you know, working. And so I'm just, I'm a little bit, you know, more curious about if you could, you know, if you could maybe, you know, help me understand that better mm-hmm. or, you know, how that, you know, could apply in my own life. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay, great. So, um, so basically I just want to make sure I'm understanding the question. So the question is, you know, when you talk about like, like, why is it that I might logically say, Oh, I want to be married or I want a partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah. we're not able to attract that because maybe emotionally we're feeling something else. Is that, is right. that what the question is? Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, let me ask you this. What would you say when you think of men or maybe there's a particular relationship that you're in right now or that situation I don't know what would be the better word for it. But, um, when you think of either a current relationship or a past relationship, how have you felt in that relationship? Yeah. Well, I mean, it just, it depends on the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes, you know, I've, I've had relationships, you know, where it felt like, you know, a really good fit yeah. and I could, you know, see, you know, long-term other times, um, I felt just kind of, you know, like claustrophobic, like, you know, trapped, Okay. Needed, you know, like I needed to get away from the person. 
Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. And it's not like I really wanted to be away from the person. It's just like, you know, I felt, I don't know. I don't know how to describe that. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I, I, okay. Let me, let me ask you a couple other questions. So one, are you in a situation or a relationship right now that's inspiring this question or is it just something you're genuinely overall curious about? Well, I mean, like, you know, this past year, um, I've gone out on a lot of dates and I've kind of, you know, noticed, um, that, you know, it's kind of me that's, you know, saying, uh, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't think we're a good fit. And I'm just, you know, kind of wondering, am I, you know, like at some, on some, you know, subconscious level, you know, attracting people that, you know, aren't, you know, good fits. Okay. Okay. Got it. And how do you know these people aren't good fits? <sighs> oh, you know, like they, you know, are like major Trump supporters or, um, you know, they aren't, um, you know, educated or, you know, they don't like to talk about, um, you know, ideas and, you know, mm-hmm. I do. And sure, then, sure. Got um, it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Or, okay. you know, like they're a major drinker and, you know, I can't be with a major drinker, you know, I mean, just, you know, stuff like that. Okay. So I actually see something that's going on in you. So, mm-hmm. so a lot of times when someone hasn't really dove into doing this kind of work, then mm-hmm. what happens is they might, again, logically know that they want to attract, you know, a partner or, or a husband or some sort of relationship or whatever. But on the inside, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of lack of confidence. There's a lot of lack of worthiness. There's a lot of like, Oh, what do I do to get him to like me or for him to pick me? There's like a lot of like that kind of energy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you attract from. And so if that's where you're attracting from, then you're going to attract someone who just really can fall into and fit really nicely into that void. And like, if you're attracting from like, um, being really unsure of yourself, then you're going to probably attract someone who's like pretty domineering or controlling, or maybe even a little bit of a narcissist, um, just depending on exactly what the nuances are of, of, you know, the person or, or whatever. But then you get to a point like you where you've actually done a lot of work, right? This is not your first rodeo. This is not the first time I've ever talked. (laughs) And so now you've gotten to a point where you're actually, you're actually growing, right? And you can actually go on a date and actually see like, I don't actually have to get him to like me. Or you're going on a date and you're like, well, I actually don't um, have to like, parade around and be palatable or figure out how to make it work, whether or not this person actually is the right person. You've done a lot of work to where you actually have a good idea on what your values are and what it is that you, um, you want to attract. So you're kind of like in that middle between having no awareness and attracting from the place of like fear and hurt and pain. And then the other side of that is attracting from a place of, um, confidence and love and um, like, this is what I want kind of energy. And I think that you're kind of in the middle of that. And like mentally, you're very much getting there. And I think emotionally you're getting there because you're not um, hanging around or letting these guys hang around for forever and be like, well, maybe I can change them or maybe, or maybe they'll come around or whatever. That doesn't seem to be what's going on. Does that, does that feel accurate? 
Yes. Okay. Okay. So I think then what's probably happening is internally, there's probably still some blind spots or some blocks that's having you attract the older type of guy, not like age older, but like Mm -hmm. like your old habit or pattern that you haven't quite, that you're not quite ready to let go of. Right. Yeah. Does that, does that resonate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does that resonate? Like, what are you still holding on to, or what feels scary to either let go or what feels scary to embrace for what you know would be ahead of you? Well, I think on some level, I mean, I kind of, I kind of know that like, you know, the, the time in my life, you know, right now isn't, you know, conducive to, you know, having the kind of relationship I want. Mm-hmm. Why isn't right now the conducive to that? Well, because, well, because I mean, my kids basically. Uh huh. Um, is it because of the time, or is it because something else? I just, I get real uncomfortable when, um, you know, like if I have a guy over, and, you know, uh, I'll be, you know, a nervous wreck. I'll worry about, you know you know, do the kids like him? Is he, is he, you know, he getting on their nerves or, you know, I'll worry, you know, are my kids getting on, you know, his nerves. And so it's like, you know, I can't relax. I can't, you know, enjoy it. And so what I end up doing is, you know, just like I had a relationship <laughs> for three years with a guy who came over to my house once, you know, I always, you know, went over to his apartment, mm-hmm. um, and I would complain that, you know, he wasn't, you know, part of my, you know, like real life. But at the same time, you know, I didn't, I didn't really, you know, want him to be because yeah. it was just so, you know, it was so stressful for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm also kind of curious and you can tell me if I'm totally off base here, but I understand like with the kids and like, mm-hmm. that obviously brings in a whole new dynamic, but I wonder if they're also just kind of symbolic of a deeper fear of is he going to be able to accept all of me? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and like, I think like the bigger question is, are my kids going to like him? Um, is also not that far off of a question of like, do my kids approve of not just the partner, but like of my choices and therefore of me. Right. And yeah. so I think that there's just still some worthiness that feels a little bit like it's on the low side for you that, um, and you're, and you're attracting that kind of partner, because think about it. If you go on a bunch of dates with people that you know, isn't going to be with someone that's not going to be, you know, long-term material, then it keeps you safe. Cause you don't have to then bring up the question of like, I have to introduce them to my life. I don't mean your kids, but I just mean your life mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so by picking the, I think you're subconsciously picking the wrong guys so that you don't come up against this other situation that you don't like. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that other situation is the other situation, meaning like, are my kids going to like him? Is he going to like my kids? Are they going to know each other? Is everyone like, what's he going to think of me? Is he going to see my house and it's a mess? Or is he going to see my kids and they misbehave? And then therefore he judges me and I'm a bad mom. Like it really spirals. Like, I don't think it's, like, I don't buy the belief that it's just because of your kids. Well, no, I mean, no, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, I, yeah, I agree 100%. Um, 
And I think, I mean, I think part of it, I mean, you know, not to go too deep, but, you know, there, I, I think I still have a, you know, a pretty big wound from, you know, my parents divorced when I was 13 and my dad, you know, remarried. Um, he was married, you know, he's passed away now, but he was married a total of, you know, four times. And in high school, I lived with him and my stepmom and like, he worked all the time. So he was, he wasn't ever there. And I was, you know, I was living in a house with, you know, with strangers and I felt, you know, really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, you know, resented my stepmom and, you know, just, you know, the whole nine yards. And I don't ever want to put, I don't want to put, you know, my kids in a situation like that. And I, and I wouldn't want to put, you know, a guy in a situation where, you know, I mean, it's just, it's really strange. Okay. So what's different between what your dad did versus what you do by introducing a guy into your family, into your life? Well, he would just like, you know, he would marry him. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you, I'll give you a little help. I'll, I'll tell you the difference. Your dad, and look, I'm not saying anything that your dad was a bad right. dad mm-hmm. or a bad person or anything. It's just, it's what it is. And no one's perfect. Um, but what I will say is that's just the fact that you have awareness around this and compassion. Mm-hmm. Just because you bring someone new into your kid's life and vice versa, you bring your kids into their life as well, into your partner's life, doesn't mean that your kids are automatically going to feel uncomfortable and be living with a bunch of strangers or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the fear is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This happened to you when you were however old. Mm-hmm. But just just because you're dating someone new doesn't mean that that automatically creates a condition to recreate that circumstance. You have the awareness. Not only do you have the awareness, but you have the compassion for your kids to not do the same thing. Yeah. Right. And your dad is part of another generation. Like men just in general, fathers in general, just weren't as involved in home life as they yeah. are now. So like, that's probably another big reason why, you know, you just got left at home with step siblings or your stepmom or whatever. And you're like, who are these people? <laughs> like mm-hmm. it wouldn't have even like crossed your dad's mind potentially to like, Oh, maybe I should like check in with Jenny and see how this feels. Right. Right. It's a different generation. And also like men and women had different stereotypical roles and blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think what you have to do is you have to, console and talk to your inner little girl that just because you bring someone else into your life does not mean you're recreating the mistakes that your dad made. Yeah. And I think this also goes along with like, how can you create a life? And this isn't like a, I mean, it's a big question, but it doesn't have to be like a big grandiose thing. Like what are things that you can do to create a life that you would love to have someone be a part of. Ah, yeah. That's that's a <laughs> bingo. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, well, I don't live in my dream home or I don't live on the nicest no. block or whatever. It can just be like, you know, what would a difference make if your space was clean? I don't know if it's clean or not, but like if it was clean or if you always had fresh vegetables in the refrigerator or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um or you know, just, just whatever it is, whatever just feels like this is like a good life. Like this mm-hmm. is good for me. Like this is perfect for me. Um, 
you know, just asking yourself those types of questions. And then how can you do those things right now? Because I've got news for you. Like, I think what, where you might be and where I know a lot of women listening often are is like, well, my life is fine, but it's not where I want it to be, but I'm kind of hanging around to help so that this, my new partner, my future partner can help me create the life that I want. Like, you know, then like when I have the partner, then I'll have the dream kitchen or then we'll hire the person to come clean our house every week, or then I'll keep cleaner or then I'll, you know, work out or like whatever, be the person I'm supposed to be or have the life I'm supposed to have when, when I have this partner. But when you do that, then I think you're going to find yourself in a lot of different potential situations, but definitely a situation where you're in is a very highly probable one, which is you track people because you know, you do want a partner, right? You want a partner and that's okay to want one, right? But you're sabotaging yourself because yeah, fine. There is some fear around bringing someone into your life because of, you know, what happened when you're little and, and that's fine. But I also think that there's a little bit of fear around like bringing someone into your life and then you being judged or you, yeah, you being judged by them or your kids judging your partner and then therefore your choices and you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that all relates back down to worthiness and just deciding that you're worth it to treat yourself like a freaking queen and to live like a queen and whatever, like your definition of a queen is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So let's, um, let's, um, tie this up a little bit. Um, so the first thing is you have the tools, you're in the tribe. So inner child work, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you can always do any child work, but especially around the fear of, you know, introducing strangers into your house and what that means and how that might make it miserable for your kids. Like that's not necessarily true just by, you know, there's so many examples of people who were remarried and then families combined and it was a great experience. Right. So like seek out those experiences, put an intention into the world to or seek out those examples and put an intention into the world to see more examples like that, just so that you can begin to see, okay, good. What I want exists. Like I can combine families with already mm-hmm. you know, older kids or whatever. Um, so there's that. And then obviously the inner child work to let your inner little girl know that like, it's not her fault. Um, and she doesn't have to sabotage herself, you know, to have a partner, like she can have a partner and create a family that feels not like a bunch of strangers or whatever. Um, and then it's about, I want you to come up with a list of maybe like five things, three to five. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a lot. Like what are just a few things that you can do right now? You don't have to wait until you have a partner. You don't have to wait until you lose a bunch of weight. You don't have to wait until you like make more money. Just like things that you can do right now that will help you live the life that you would be proud to introduce someone into. Okay. So like I already talked about, maybe it's cleaning up the house. Maybe it's having vegetables in the refrigerator. Maybe it's like doing other things other than watching TV every night. Um, maybe it's like reading more books so that, you know, you want to attract someone where you can have like more stimulating conversations. Well, you know, read books, right. Or, or, or the newspaper or something like that. I don't know what it is, but, um, what are some, what are a few things that you can do to start creating just a life that you just can't wait to, to bring someone into and that someone would be excited to be a part of too, right? Cause it matches their um, values and the kind of life that they want to have with a partner. Right. Well, I mean, I think 
I mean, yeah, cleaning up, you know, around the house. Um, I mean, I just have, you know, like I have so much stuff that, you know, I need to, you know, get rid of and. um, Yeah. So can you do that this weekend? Yes. Yeah. A lot of times you think, oh, I'll like, you know, clean out that closet, you know, Mm-hmm. at some point in the future, but a lot of times we could actually just do it this weekend <laughs> right? or, or even like tonight or whatever it is. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what exactly is on your calendar, but a lot of times we can do some of these bigger projects that just always get pushed to the back burner a lot sooner than um, we allow ourselves to, to actually see. So um, yeah, I would love to see you, you know, create a list of three to five things. Um, you can drop them in the tribe Facebook group. Uh, mm-hmm. And we can hold you accountable and then let us know when you do them. Because I want these things, these things should be things that you can do within the week. Like not things that are like big, like six month, year long projects. Mm-hmm. You know, you can clean out the closet in a weekend or you can get rid of, you know, old clothes in a weekend mm-hmm. and go through piles of paper and sort through mm-hmm. it and whatever in a weekend. Like these are things that you can do, you know within the week. Um, and that's what I want you to start doing and then see what shifts for you, um, and where you're attracting people from. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. What's been your biggest insight or takeaway? Um, well, I think, I think, yeah, I mean, it really is like, you know, the fear of, you know, letting another uh, person in and, self-sabotaging and you know and I I just you know I see how like I mean I always even think that like in my bath in my bedroom you know it's it's a mess and I always think well you know I wouldn't want (laughs) you know I wouldn't want to bring somebody you know nobody would want to you know go there yeah you know you bring a a really good point I just want to mention you know a lot of times especially people like really into manifesting um the whole one, one piece of that is acting as if, right. So Mm -hmm, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know what you have in your bedroom, but like, it might be worth getting a nightstand for the other side of the bed, Um, Mm -hmm. making sure that, you know, if you have pillows on your side, that you have pillows on the other side, Um, like making your bed every day and maybe even like keeping one of your dresser drawers empty or at least half of it empty, just so that someone could potentially leave some stuff there sometime. Um, If you're not, if your home and your life isn't something that you're proud of to share, you're going to do something. I don't know what it is, but you're going to do something to sabotage yourself because you're just not going to want to bring people into either your energetic space of your life or your physical space. If it's literally just, you know, having mm-hmm. a home or, and I think the bedroom is so symbolic obviously, because that's what a big right. part of what makes difference between a platonic relationship and a romantic relationship. So mm-hmm. we have bedroom and there's just, literally no space or no way to let someone else to come in to feel welcome and at home. I I just think that's really, really, really symbolic and might even be the place you want to start is just to create a bedroom, you know, that Mm -hmm. feels like you can land in and that feels, I mean, obviously it's going to help with your sleep, but it's also, I promise going to help with your sex life too Mm -hmm. and your romantic life. Um, Yeah. All right. Great. I'm glad you mentioned that because I just wanted to uh, mention that because I, it's something that I think is really true. I don't talk about it a lot, but I just wanted to um, highlight that for you. No, those are really good ideas. I like that about, you know, like having like, you know, an empty shelf or, you know, something. Yeah, like, totally. 
Totally. Setting, setting, wouldn't you said setting the intention? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. And I hope this was really helpful for you. It was. Thank you very much. Thank you so much to Jenny for coming on to the show. As always, it takes a lot to be coached and to be willing to look at your own stuff, but then to have that shared across the world on this podcast is truly incredible because I know that now hundreds of women, if not thousands of women are going to be helped and benefited from listening to these episodes. So thank you. Thank you. And if you are interested in coming onto the show to be coached by me, then send me a DM. I have a waitlist building I open a few spots every six weeks or so, and they fill up pretty quickly. Um, so if you ha- if you want to be on the show, go ahead and get on the wait list so that you can get onto the show sooner rather than later. Just send me a DM. I'm Veronica E. Grant, or you can reach out to me through my website. Just head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash contact, and you can send me a message that way, and we'll get you added to the wait list. All right. So for today's episode, you'll notice that when I was talking with Jenny, we didn't really hang around inner child work for too long. And I did that for two main reasons. The first reason is, I know Jenny, we've worked together. She's been in the Love Incubator. She's um, in the Love Action Tribe. And so I know she has a lot of the tools to do inner child work already. And she's done a lot of that. Now, it doesn't mean that inner child work has been there, done that kind of thing. You know that that's not true. However, she had a lot of those tools. And what I was really sensing from our conversation, and this is the big reason why I didn't hang out in her child work too much, is because I felt like she just really needed to do something that would give her a quick win, like something that would get her into action. Now, when I'm working with my clients, I'm always thinking about, okay, how can I give them tools to grow and to heal that are on the four realms that growth and healing occur, which is the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. And inner child work is very much in the emotional and the spiritual realm. And what I was kind of getting a sense from is sometimes we can hang out a little bit too much in the inner child work. Now that might seem a little crazy for me to say, because that's, I'm all about inner child work. I think it is the thing that most coaches, especially in the relationship and dating world don't do. But I think it's the thing that creates the fastest results and gets people you know, from wherever they are in their love life to where they want to be. However, I have noticed sometimes that we can get a little bit too much into our head when it comes to inner child work. And it turns just into like this psychoanalysis that just never, never, never ends. And so to get out of that, you have to really get into some of the physical things that you can do, like the outer, the tangible world type of stuff. And I'm not saying that Jenny was necessarily there. I just didn't get the sense that we needed to go there in that moment. And that was just an intuitive call I made as a coach. Doesn't mean I was right. I'm not 100% right all the time. Nobody is. But, you know, I've been coaching women for a long time, and I just got the sense that something else needed to shift, and it wasn't just making another connection between the, you know, what she's experiencing now and her her inner child. And you'll notice that when I asked her about, well, you know, are your children really symbolic of, you know, someone just coming into your life and you not really being 
very proud of the life that you have. Like you're not really living your ideal life right now. And it was just complete resonance. You'll notice that in her energy. Um, when she responded, she was like, oh gosh, yes. <laughs> and then she got even more resonant when I was talking about, well, what does the cleanliness of your house look like? Right. And so, and so of course, if she's not really living a life that she's super proud of or super loves, or if her house is a mess, or she's just constantly afraid that her kids are going to judge, judge her um, by who she's bringing into the house, or he's going to judge her based on how her kids are behaving, then of course, she's going to sabotage her prospects by either just picking safe guys, the wrong guys, or, you know, that's her pattern. But you know, her pattern could be anything, right? It could just be picking un- emotionally unavailable people or narcissists or whoever. It could be all sorts of all sorts of potential situations. This just happens to be what she was doing. And here's what I mean by practical manifesting. So I alluded to it in the intro, and I just want to make sure that I talk a little bit about it. Now, I don't know if it's because I'm a Capricorn or an ISTJ or whatever. But for me, like, yes, I'm woo and I light sage and I, you know, cleanse my little meditation space and my workspace, not every day, but most days I pick cards, draw cards, oracle cards. I mean, most days, um, you know, I pray, I do all that kind of stuff. So there is definitely a woo part of me because I am open to miracles and there and, and I am open to there being a some sort of greater force, some sort of divine that, you know, can support, you know, our human existence here on earth. Um, but I'm also kind of need to see it, right? I, I don't necessarily need proof. But I just need to know that I just need to see some tangible connections, right? And a lot of times people think, well, it's like really woo, if you like clean your space, and that's going to, you know, help you attract your Mr. Right or whatever. And I actually think there's something really, really practical about that. So I mean, let's just bring Jenny into the example. If you know, right now she's feeling kind of just embarrassed and not really confident in her own life. And she doesn't really want someone in her bedroom. I mean, my gosh, that's so symbolic. Um, Then of course, she's gonna just imagine how you would act in that situation, not even like think about how Jenny was, but how you would act in that situation. And you were dating, you would probably be like, Oh, I don't really want you to come back to my house. And you might be feeling a little shy or maybe like, Oh, I don't know. Does he like me? What does he think of me? Is he going to judge me? And you're just not going to be very sure of yourself. You're not going to be really operating in your full presence at your best self. And imagine if you cleaned up your space and you created space for a partner to come into your, literally into your bedroom and you had fresh flowers and you decorated your home to make it feel like you and something that just felt like, oh, I can come here and land and this can be really be mine. How does that change your energy? How does that change how you feel about yourself? How does that change how you feel about bringing someone back home and like symbolically into your home, but then also energetically into your life? Well, you can probably feel the difference or at least imagine how you would feel different. And just imagine how that's going to show up when you're on the date. You're just going to feel a lot more alive, a lot more confident. And of course, that's going to create a connection, a different kind of connection. It's also going to help you attract a different kind of person. And so for me, like when I'm, you know, looking at manifesting, um, 
you know, I, this is what I'm always looking for. And I personally did not have the nightstand and all that kind of stuff when I was single. However, if I'm ever single again and dating, I will 100% do that and really focus on my bedroom being inviting to my future partner. And I actually do stuff like that now. Um, obviously not in my love life. I have a partner. Um, however, I, you know, if I'm, for example, if I'm calling in you know, if I want to call in a client or two clients into my business, I will actually open up my calendar and put client one and client two on my calendar. And to me, and I don't like book anything else to do. I don't book like, well, okay, I've got my client on my calendar, but I'm also just going to like decide I'm going to write this blog post then because, you know, I'm not doing anything else. And I will just put that time on my calendar set aside for those two clients that I don't have yet. But I'm just, I just feel like I'm sending out to the universe, hey, I am ready and available for, you know, these clients. And I think also energetically, it just allows me to really feel more open um, to calling in the right person and not like, oh, I'm so busy. And then I'm just not going to have time for the clients that I want in the first place. So, you know, whether it's your love life or other things, like how can you actually act as if, act as if you already had the partner, the money, the clients, the health or whatever it is, what would you do? And how can you start doing that right now to call in exactly what you want? So for me, this is practical manifesting. And I think the bedroom is a really great place to start. And I mean, I mean, holy hell, it is so symbolic, right? If you have nasty sheets, if you haven't changed your sheets in weeks or months, or if there's stains, or if you, um, it's just a mess, or it doesn't feel inviting, then this is like what I want you to do. Like this is what your assignment is today when you're listening to this episode is to actually clean your bedroom, get rid of stuff, but then also make it really inviting. So maybe it means putting up some artwork or some photographs, um, creating that, you know, space for your future partner and also, um, and, 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 you know, also just making it really inviting for you, not just for your partner, but for you, because, you want to sleep better and feel like you have a place to unwind and relax, especially if you have kids. It is so important for you to have a place that just feels like you and feels like it's yours and no one else's. So try this and snap a photo of what your bedroom looks like and send it to me on Instagram. I'm at Veronica E. Grant. You can either DM me or tag me. I would love to see what your manifesting bedrooms look like. This will be super fun. Um, and so yeah, so let's do that. So go ahead and send me on Instagram what your bedroom um, looks like after you um, beautify it and make it ready for your future partner. All right, my dears, that is all I have for you today. Just a reminder to join me for the workshop next week. It's totally free. It's called The Four Mistakes That Most Smart Women Make and How to Avoid Them When Looking for Love. And just head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. This will be a super practical um, workshop. It's not like a bunch of fluff or feel good ideas or just stupid shit. Like, let's talk about your texting, but it's going to be real tangible stuff that you can do that really does the inner work to shift who you're attracting and what your love life is, you know, currently looking like and feeling like. So I'd love to see you there. It's totally free. Um, And even if you can't make the times, go ahead and just sign up anyways to get the recording. um, VeronicaGrant.com forward slash workshop. And finally, if you love this podcast episode or just this podcast in general and haven't left a rating or review yet, I would be so grateful if you took a second to do that. It literally takes a second to tap some stars. And if you have 30 more seconds, please leave a review, especially on iTunes 
iTunes, but really anywhere you listen to this podcast, it really helps me to grow the show and to get this show out into the earbuds of more women just like you. So thank you all so much. And I will see you next week for a brand new episode. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.